재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 This is Koreascape on TBS EFM 101.3 MHz in Seoul and surrounding areas. We'd like to start off the week by tapping into the Korean mindset. And the best way we know how to do that is to listen closely to what Koreans are saying on mainstream or in social media in their posts. It's called Culture Pulse. And on Mondays, we do it with Violet Kim here in the studio. Hey, Violet. Hi, Kurt. So we usually try to make it through about three topics. What's our lead today? Our lead topic is a... Photo exhibition of pine trees. That sounds so very nice. The photographs of pine trees. Okay. But it was controversial. Controversial pine trees. Yes, which is why we're talking about it okay. today. Um, there's a photographer called Tang Kukyun. Mm-hmm. He's um, in the articles. He's known as like he's called the pine tree photographer, and he is well known for his photographs of pine trees. But one exhibition, which recently ended at the Seoul Art Center, caused a bit of a fuss, and it featured about 60 or so photographs of pine trees. What, who doesn't like pine trees? What? Where does the controversy enter? So the controversy is interesting. Um, well, first, the editor of a photo monthly magazine demonstrated against it, as did a lot of other industry photographers. Okay. So this isn't something like the public is against, like photographs being too, you know, suggestive or racy. This is other photographs against this photograph, and apparently, it's because the photographer cut down uh, a bunch of protected trees, including a two hundred year old. Uh, Upright red pine, Kumgang Sonamu, because they were blocking his view and they right. ruined the composition of his pine tree photographs. That's terrible. Right. Uh, I, right. I think that's uh, that's an awful idea. And he was indicted and fined uh, five million won and expelled from the Photo Artist Society of Korea. Uh-huh. But that wasn't enough. People wanted to shut down his exhibition. Oh well, I can I I begin to see their point of view. Right. I mean. I could see maybe if you wanted the perfect pine tree shot and you went through the right channels like and say, hey, government, could we right. please cut down this And because I want to make this beautiful tribute to pine trees, right. sort of, you know, uh, a but compromise. But there's still an uh, – even if you are sort of, I don't know, supported by the government in that, there's yeah. still an irony in if your photo is supposed to celebrate the beauty of pine trees. Right. But you're cutting down pine trees to take a photo of a pine tree? Cutting down pine trees to celebrate the pine tree. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, there is an irony. Uh, One of the first careerscapes we ever did, we did a little documentary on pine trees, how how important pine trees are. They're visually iconic to Koreans, of course. You know, you see them in front of temples and all that stuff. uh, And they were used in all kinds of ways throughout history, you know, to build houses and to build this and that. Um, And uh, Lee Sun-shin made his turtle ships out of pine trees. Mm So there's all kinds of important stuff with pine trees. I think there definitely was this undercurrent of, you know, people recognizing how valuable and significant the pine tree was. It was different from if he'd cut down, say, an oak tree, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm guessing. There's a certain element of or or feeling of desecration, I would think, especially with pine trees. Yes, definitely. Uh, Anything else we need to mention about this exhibition? um, the Seoul Arts Center tried to shut down the exhibition, but the photographer sued to have his photo shown, and Mm. the court ruled in favor of him, which I think, I guess it is fair, 
but it's also fair, I think, that the industry is sort of bullying him or yeah, he got kicked <laughs> out of the uh, photographers' association, right. so that's a pretty sharp punishment. Yes. Okay. Uh, ordinary people, what kind of was the tone of what they said? Well, they were just puzzled. They were asking, isn't the whole point of art photos to capture nature mm-hmm. as is? Yeah. Which I completely sympathize with. Yeah. Go in there and you work with, don't, don't recreate nature. You work with nature and create those, those images. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. I think we've all taken the subway uh, and seen on the glass safety doors um, Korean translations of great poetry from around the world, sometimes uh, uh, Tagore from India or Bengal and uh-huh. uh, all kinds of great world poets. I have to say I've only seen one translated poem. Most of them are Korean. Most of them are Korean poems. Okay. Um, but... So is there a controversy around the poetry? People don't uh, like the poetry or they want more? Well, some people reported some of the poems for being too suggestive and others reported some of the poems for being too political. So the city government plans to remove the problematic poems and to change the method in which poems are selected. Ah. At the moment, they're selected via... Uh, contests for amateur poets, so okay. like you and our, you or I could, I guess, submit a poet, ah. a poem. Oh, I'd love to submit a poem. Let's work <laughs> on a poem and get it on the subway doors. But they might change that method, okay. and they also select um, poets that have debuted officially. I see. Okay, yeah. I'd, I'd be curious to know which of the um, poems were considered too suggestive. Me or, too. You know, Me too. I, it's it's hard to believe that uh, anything in there is too racy or so. How many of them are up there? There's uh, there's hundreds of trains, right? There's so two thousand poems up on the subway, according to the article wow. I read, and it also interviewed a bunch of poets who chimed in, but not about the suggestive content of the poems, uh-huh. but more about a lot of them were generally dissatisfied with the practice of putting poems up on the subway screens at all. If you're a poet, don't you want as much poetry out there as possible? Why are they unhappy? Uh, well, they first they had a problem with the low quality of the poems uh-huh. and the way they were presented. Some of them just disliked the fact that like they used to be framed and just kind of you know, made yeah. special. Okay. Now but they're just kind of slapped on there. They're kind with of letters. stickers. Stickers. Letter, yeah. <laughs> letter he calls they on are stickers, aren't they? the screen. And they said they should emphasize quality over quantity. Yeah. There's just too many poems out there. It's not going to help the public come closer to poetry. I, I often don't read the poems. Yeah. I, well, and they're, they're in relatively lofty Korean, so they're mm-hmm. sometimes over my head. They're mm-hmm. quite often over my mm-hmm. head, to be frank with you. Um, and uh, I'm surprised that they're dipping into sort of the amateur poetry pool. There's got to be so much wonderful poetry out there, right. both Korean and in translation from around the world. Right. I think the amateur thing only makes up about a quarter okay. of the poems up there. And now, did you say they're going to source all amateur poems now, or, or they quite, haven't quite figured out the method? The, yeah, the article didn't mention the method that right. they uh, were planning to use, but... Yeah. Uh, just give me a uh, taste of what ordinary people are saying about this. Right. So, the, uh, opinions differed. Some mm-hmm. people were complaining about the quality of the poems. They're just scribbles. Quote, unquote, previously there were a few famous poets there, but these days all I see is scribbles and graffiti. Mm. I'd rather they left the screens clear so we could see the trains better. I like the idea of content on those glass doors. Mm-hmm. Need not necessarily be poetry. Yes. But perhaps, um, you know, you could put up little 
info blurbs about a lot uh, of people history. suggested that. Yeah, just not about not just about history, but about subway timetables and yeah, you know, just a map of the subway because it's weirdly idea. hard to find. Yep, these days arrival times, mm-hmm. like when you'll arrive at this stop and this stop and this mm-hmm. stop. There's all kinds of uh, really cool stuff. But some people were okay with it. They said even if the poems aren't of the best quality, they disagreed with the whole like poems have to be like elevated and you know put into a special space and. They thought the poets were being a little bit precious. They said, you know, this is a good effort to bring poetry to the public. Yeah, I I thoroughly agree with that. Mm -hmm. I think poetry and other good content, maybe literary quotes or things like that. Yeah. uh, Great passages, little short passages from great works of literature would be nice too. Right. Um, it's a great, it's a great uh, platform. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to topic number three. Um, it's been pretty rough lately with the yellow dust and the fibers and all that stuff in the air. Have you been suffering from from allergies? I don't know, but I have this tendency to blame every time I get a sore throat. Yeah. I kind of feel like it's not. Just the yellow dust, but yeah. the micro dust, the misemonji. Oh. The misemonji. Yes. Oh, I didn't know that word. That's yeah. a that's a nice sounding word. So yeah, um, is that becoming sort of what uh, Seoul is is known for now, like the the dusty city? Well, I think among people who live in Seoul, yeah. definitely, it's kind of the main. You know, like in the winter, it's cold, and as soon as it becomes spring, it's yellow dust and micro dust. There's always a compromise here with with Mm -hmm. the weather in Seoul. You know, finally you get out of this horrendous winter, and it's beautiful spring, and you've got yellow dust. Finally, you get rid of yellow dust, and it's mosquitoes. Right. And then, (laughs) you know, I guess fall, you get like about five or six weeks of glorious mosquito-free, yellow dust-free weather in fall, and that's like heaven on earth. Yes. Yeah. So, um... Are people talking about this yellow dust in any particular way? Is well, that why I mean, it's every topical? day, every day, every day, there's some article about a new angle on this misemonji or this uh, particle pollution. Mm-hmm. Um, usually, or commonly, it was blamed on dust flying over from China. Well, uh, that is the, the common, that's the conventional China. wisdom. Right. And right. also dust from the, um, what's their desert up there? The Gobi Desert. Yes, yes. Uh, that's the yellow, the That's the yellow, yellow dust. And then the idea, yeah. I think, is that it um, it bonds or it connects to the micro particulates coming out of the factories mm-hmm. and the coal exhaust. And then it comes over here as some kind of cocktail of pollution. Uh, and, right. And it's, it's awful. It's terrible it for your health. Recently discovered that domestic pollution also played a part, which makes sense to me as well. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's a combination of all of those. Well, does this country still fire up coal and do like old-fashioned uh, production? The Not way China that does? I know of. Not yeah. that I know of. But um, like the dust part, the the particle pollution also comes from car exhaust. Sure. And I know that people ride we have a, a lot of cars. Pretty high density of cars over yeah, here. That much is true. It's bad. Yeah. But I mean, like because it's so common in a sense, it's not you can't really treat it like a natural disaster, even though in a sense it is. It's a slow burn of a natural disaster. Right, isn't it? right. You can't like it's not like a blizzard. You can't cancel work or school. You have to go about your business. And the article that I saw yesterday was about that. It'd be interesting if they mm-hmm. had um, school cancellations and work cancellations for. Very unsafe high. dust days. Right. We'd get but a lot of like, days off. But I feel like people would just continue to, they would just treat it as a vacation. Yeah. <laughs> it's a dustcation. Just- <laughs> yeah. Wear those masks and go on. And uh, do, do you ever put on dust masks? The thing is, I've, I have a few times, but I always feel silly 
putting them on. Because I feel like if you're going to put on a mask, you should be consistent with it uh-huh. and put it on every time there's dust. Yeah. But it's hard to, because it's just a constant presence, mm-hmm. it's hard to be vigilant about it all the time. Your Culture Pulse counterpart was in here last Thursday, and she mm-hmm. mentioned that uh, there are certain jobs where they feel a bit sheepish about wearing a dust mask because it seems sort of consumer unfriendly or like it's uh, it's not um, customer service friendly to the public. Yeah. You know, maybe like a doorman at a fancy place or a uh, one of those people that wave you into the parking lot. You That's know, true. Uh, because it might look like a almost standoffish or hostile. I think that's kind of silly, but uh, right. I've never, I have to admit, I've never put on those masks. Uh-huh. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's, I remember when you first started in this uh, uh, segment, you told us about uh, people, you know, you doing different stylish masks, like fashion statements. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Is that still a thing? Uh, I think sometimes, especially among kids. Yeah. But I feel like pe- some, some people who wear those masks would have worn the masks anyway. Yeah. Um, and I know at that, the end of the day, we're talking about micro dust here, right. so I'm not so sure. And there's so much conflicting conventional wisdom. Like some articles say that the typical masks aren't effective against the special particulate exactly. matter. Exactly. That, that's my point, too, is that this is... So you always feel like it's not enough, but then you always feel like, is it actually necessary? Right. It's micro dust. It'll mm-hmm. make it through those little cracks and stuff. I suppose, you know, if you're filtering out most of your air supply, then great. Good for you. Uh, we should mention that uh, the micro fine dust level today is normal, according to the people who measure it, mm-hmm. which means it's relatively clean. So, uh, you know, I can look out the window and you know how it looks like you're looking through a um, sort of a filter or sunglasses yes, some days? Yes, on really oh, bad days. The whole smog. air just looks kind of yellow or gray or something yes. like that. Horrendous. Yes. Uh, and, uh, you know, by the time you finish riding your bike to work, you, you feel like you want to cough up a, a cat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think that uh, gets us through today's Culture Pulse. Everybody be careful of the dust and watch those readings. Violet, thank you very much for coming in. Thanks, Kurt. And Careerscape resumes right after this.